Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Pup Nueve, as your hosts, we strive to help you as players and game masters, or as we say, story weavers, from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. So grab a beverage, sit with us, and remember, steal everything, and have fun. This episode, we're talking about clerics. Again, you say? Yes. Xanathar's and Tasha's uh, subclasses. We're going to be talking about those, starting with Xanathar's. Oh, I see. We're, we're going to try to be sense. better for Pup this time. We are. We're going to be nicer. I did, listen, I did edit it, and it doesn't sound that bad. Uh, but I left our argument in the end for everybody, so hopefully we've gotten some feedback from it to see if they want us to re-record it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm leaving it up to them. Uh, shameless plug contact us at thisdungeonisoccupied.com and thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast at gmail.com those are two ways you can contact us uh, there is also occupieddungeon.com that is our website that has gone live this month um, this month being August and you're listening to this episode in September so last month uh, <laughs> the, the episode or the website went live and uh, you can look at uh, we're going to have some blogs up there Right now, there's one. Pup has uh, got a, a blog that he just sent to me, so I'm going to put that one up there. Uh, we have our links to our merch site, our social medias, all the good jazz. Um, so go over there, go check it out. And, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. If we get emails, ten emails, ten, ten emails, I will write a blog. Oof. I think I might email ourselves. No. <laughs> no. Anonymous emails. No. No. <laughs> oh, my. Wow, Lauren, you would have never guessed. There's 20 emails. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It's 20 emails now. No, there's not. I want it's some just, emails. Uh, we don't get a lot of traffic, and I want to drum up some traffic. Yeah. I don't write. Absolutely. Uh, so. so, yeah. And uh, if you want to help us keep the lights on, because uh, it does get rather dark when uh, the lights go out. Um, if you would like, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash this dungeon is occupied. Uh, and we have a Kofi link, which is also in our link tree. So you can either a, uh, sign up for a monthly subscription on Patreon, get some extra bonus content, NPCs of the week, uh, towns of the month. We have a play with us tier. Uh, we have a I'll fly to you and make anything you damn want tier. You know, it's all kind of, you know, from a dollar to like five grand. It's, you know, it's whatever. Uh, that, and that's that where we keep all... That five grand is we will call you daddy tier. Right. That is the... Ooh. <laughs> I, if you, any tier that you pick, I'll call you daddy. It's fine. That's, yeah. We well, that's didn't just have any doubt about that. So. Yeah, that's just, no, that's just not one. Yeah. But if you want Thor... Get all... If you want Thorn or Illidine to call you daddy, that's the five grand tier. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> though, we do have one-on-one uh, -on -one phone calls where we can talk to you about your campaign. Uh, we have our phone calls. We have group phone calls, things like that. Uh, so, you know, hey, take a look at the Patreon. Or if you just want to, you know, fund our caffeine, you can go to Kofi <laughs> and shoot us yeah, the books. And I'm fine uh, all with the coffee. Damn right. Every dollar that you send us um, goes to my erotic line of novels that you can see. No, the it shelves. doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it, right now it's going to help us pay for the rest of the <laughs> That is entirely true. Uh, so with all that, I hope that uh, I I don't think I have to put like We're a warning. We're talking about clerics, pup. Seriously. 
Yeah. I know. And who loves a good a guy who like gets on his knees and prays? No, Pup's gonna make <laughs> a cleric that that is straight dressed in pup gear. Yep, exactly. Mommy, don't know what just... daddy's getting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody shout. <show. laughs> <laughs> something unholy. Yep. It was, oh, I went God, to... Yeah. Uh, bonus content? More... I don't know. No, um, no. More, no, more later, info. Later, later, later. Wait, this but is... I, I, I have to share this. I went to I a... Wait the second you don't. <laughs> later, bonus content. Wait. Got him. Fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> Call me a bottom. How dare you? I got it. True. <laughs> All right. Sure. All right. Well, well. bonus content. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Um, clerics. Clerics. Uh, why don't you, uh, pup? Why don't you read the introduction to clerics for me? Again? Okay. Sanathars, dude. Oh, for Xanathars? Oh, I don't yes. have the introduction to clerics for Xanathars. Oh, my dude, you are not even ready. Thorn, hey, how you doing? I'm well, no, I, I am ready. I just don't have the introductions because I, I have access to all the clerics on my D&D Beyond, but doesn't have the tidbits. Oh, shameless oh. plug for D&D and Beyond. I yeah, guess. they don't they don't need any more money. We do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clerics. To become a cleric is to become a messenger of the gods. The power the, the power the divine offers is great, but is always but it always comes with tremendous responsibility. That's the color text by Rigby the Patriarch. Yeah. Uh, almost all folks in the world who revere deity live their lives without ever being directly touched by the divine being, or a divine being. And son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> as my tablet went dark. Shut up. As such, they can never know what it feels like to be a cleric. Someone who is not only a devout worshiper, but who also has also been in, invested with a measure of the deity's power. The question has been debated, does a mortal become a cleric as a consequence of a deep devotion to one's deity, thereby attracting God's favor? Or is it the deity who see, sees the potential in a person and calls that individual into service? Ultimately, perhaps the answer doesn't matter as it is completely up to you because you're playing it. Exactly. And you just got to pass it with oh. the DM. Yep. Oh, warlock question mark? To... <laughs> so, what? Xanathars does a really cool thing. Uh, they give you a little bit of backstory flavor um, for your character. They have a, a, a chart that gives you six ideas for temples. You know, uh, it says most clerics start their lives of service as priests in an order, right? So, they have six temples that you could do. You There's a keepsake table. Um, for instance, the finger bone of a saint uh, is number one on that chart. A little creepy, but, you know, hey, if you're a necromantic cleric, go for it. Um, and there are secrets I... as well. Uh, no mortal soul is entirely free of second thoughts or doubt. Even a cleric must grapple with uh, grapple with dark desires or the forbidden attraction of turning against the teachings of one's deity. Uh, hashtag warlocks. Um, there's a D6. Hashtag warlocks. <laughs> There's a D6 chart for secrets as well. So, you know, some RP stuff, which is cool. I like that. And, and this is just, like, my opinion. It seems to me like they realized that the clerics in the original, the way they first thought them up, were a little too stiff, mm -hmm. uh, a little too rigid in their belief structure and the way they had to act. So they really did loosen them up here. 
Yeah. So it does make it a little easier to swallow for most part. Um, but the artwork is on point in this book, man. It really is. Uh, we see on uh, page 18 the circle of the or cleric of the forge. I said circle. Um, it, it's really good. Shut up, Thorn. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I just snickered. Yeah. Uh, there's some more uh, more flavor up there. Uh, it's a page that says, I've got a minion that forges things. An ink-stained little twerp with excellent penmanship. So how... Uh, what? How do the how hammers... Do the hammers uh, and, and fire, fire help the, the process. process? His handwriting is not good. This penmanship is Yo. terrible. Uh, wouldn't the paper get burned? Uh, oh, the fire must be for the, uh, for the wax seals. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like that they did the 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 flavor texts on everything. We've talked about it before, but yeah. And Xanathar's does try hard. Yeah, Tasha. Yeah, uh, has a lot. Tasha crushes it. Yeah, uh, but so we start with the forge domain. Speaking of forges and fire and things, um, I'll read the little dibbly do there. Uh, the gods of the forge are patrons of artisans who work with metal from a humble blacksmith who keeps a, a village in horseshoes and plow blades to the mighty elf artisan whose diamond tipped arrows of mithril have felled demon lords. The gods of the forge teach them with patience and hard work. Even the most intractable with uh, uh, metal can be transformed from a lump of ore to a uh, beautiful wrought object what beautifully yes, wrought beautif object yes beautifully wrought object that does make sense it does when you actually say the word beautifully English. and not and not beautiful wrought object <laughs> um but you see what had happened was uh. my uh my zoom actually like moved over and so it was like beautiful and then just went away and i was like oh man i gotta find the paragraph again <laughs> Um, but you get some cool domain spells uh, as we do. No, but we're not no, hold on a second. Okay, I want you it. to name those deities. At you want me to name? Right. Name those deities. deities, deities, deities. Name, All right. Name those deities. Include Gond, Rerex, Anatar, Moradin, Hephaestus, and Gobhinu? Gobnu. Gubnu. Gubnu. Okay. Is that really how it's pronounced? Or you just Yes, no, you... it's really how it's pronounced. It's um uh, okay. it's a uh, Celt thing. Oh, very cool. Ah. I yeah. I didn't know that you had such a vast knowledge about deities. I've read the only thing I know the only reason I know Gubnu is because I've read the Iron Guru Chronicles, which gives you literal like pronunciations in the book. Like mm. how to say it correctly. That's very cool. I like that. That's the only reason I know how to how to to say the name Siobhan that is spelled S I O B H A N. Yep. <laughs> That's Siobhan. Yes, oh, I get sir. it from I get it from college humor. And <laughs> <laughs> which Fair enough. sounds cooler, but read the Iron Drew Chronicles, not they're not paying us, it's really good. <laughs> Who's that by, do you remember? Um, not a no not a I'll, sponsor. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, well, Not a sponsor, happened. but a really cool content, though. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pup, uh, go ahead and uh, read The Blessing of the Forge for us. The Blessing of the Forge? At first level, you gain the ability to imbue magic into a weapon or armor. At the end of a long rest, you can touch one non-magical object that is a suit of armor or a simple or martial weapon, 
Upon the end of your next long rest or until you die, the object becomes a magic item, granting a plus one bonus to AC if it's armor or a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls if it's a weapon. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Very nice. Um, Iron Druid is Kevin. Is written by Kevin Hearn. H-E-A-R-N-E. Okay. They're several books long. It's a series. It's really good. And if you oh. ever want to know how to say things correctly in Kilt, that's the books you need to read. I'm actually going to look that up. I and the fact Google that you have, my best like, every god exists there, including like half a dozen Jesuses. Oh my gosh. It, it, any god that gets belief hmm. exists. It's really good. That's okay, cool. next is Channel Divinity Artisan's Blessing. Starting at second level, you can use your Channel Divinity to create simple items. You conduct an hour-long ritual that crafts a non-magical item that must include some metal, a simple or martial weapon, a suit of armor, 10 pieces of ammunition, a set of tools, or another metal object. Uh, see chapter five, player's handbook, blah, blah, blah. The creation is completed at the end of an hour, coalescing in an unoccupied space of your choice on the surface within five feet of you. The thing you create can be something that is worth no more than 100 gold pieces, as part of this ritual, you must lay out metal, which can include coins with a value equal to the creation. The metal irretrievably coalesces and transforms, and that's a lot of long words. Yeah. Into the creation at the ritual's end, magically forming even non-metal parts of the creation. Ooh. 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 Uh, <laughs> it, it can create a duplicate of, of a non-magical item that contains metal, such as a key, if you possess the original during the ritual. Which is kind of cool, you get to make duplicates of your car key. There you go. Soul of the Forge. Starting at 6th level, your Mastery of the Forge grants you special abilities. You gain resistance to fire damage. While wearing heavy armor, you gain a plus 1 bonus to AC. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that is. Bad. And then you get Divine Strike. At 8th level, you gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with the fiery power of the Forge. Once on each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 fire damage to the target. When you reach 14th level, the extra damage increases to 2d8. Okay, so I'm letting everybody know that's the last time we're going to read every word of Divine Strike. Because yes. it's exactly the same thing, just different damage. So we'll tell you the damage and go on from there. Yep. But I, I do want to touch on this color text that's just below that. Where it says it's for the I next domain. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, wait then. God damn it! <laughs> I like it so much. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Go, you of, go ahead. Do that. Okay. Saint of Forge and Fire at seventeenth level. Your blessed uh, affinity with fire and metal becomes more powerful. You gain immunity to fire damage, uh, and while wearing heavy armor, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. Immunity to fire damage is actually very helpful. Iffy. It's oh, I mean, it's, it's helpful, but like, you know, if you're if you know you're going to be fighting against dragons, oh yeah, that's like, hey, uh, the dragon does a uh, fire breath. Okay, <laughs> I'd, I'd be I'd be sitting there just like after it's done, just blow out some smoke in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, by the time you're 17th level, you're going to be fighting that kind of stuff anyway. So Exactly. Okay, so next is the Grave Domain. Okay, oh. here's the color text to let you know what's coming up. Because I guess if you can't disintegrate them or eat them, 
burying dead bodies makes as much sense as anything else. <laughs> Which I'll read I, the. Go ahead. Oh, I can read the grave domain thing. What were you gonna say? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Jeez. All right. Gods of the grave watch over the line between life and death. To these deities, death and the afterlife are a foundational part of the multiverse. To desecrate the peace of the dead is an abomination. For you, maybe. <laughs> um, deities of the grave include. Uh, Kel. Come on. Kelano. Kelanover. Kellen for oh is that an M? Yes. It shows it shows R N on mine. Clean, clean your uh, clean your contacts. Just. Oh, there was something <laughs> on my screen. My bad. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, and we jazz and the ancestral spirits of the undying court, Hades, Anubis, and Osiris. Hades. Followers. Really. Really. Hades. I mean, <laughs> you've you've seen Hercules, right? I have, but it's just. Isn't that it in was... your pantheon that you follow? It is, but it's... <laughs> oh, it is. It oh, is. shit. You must pronounce the name of a god in your pantheon. Rude. <laughs> Look, it's language is a complex thing, and it... it changes over time. Anyway, <laughs> yes. That is my, that is my <laughs> final, final answer. That <laughs> final answer to that one. Um, I, yes. am flustered now. No, Followers the magic <laughs> also allows them to stave off death for a time, partially or particularly for a person who still has some great work to accomplish in the world. This is a delay of death, not a denial of it, for death will eventually get its due. Nice. That's true. That's with yep. everybody. Okay, so grave domain, you get your normal features. It, it lists the features through there. We're yep. going to go over those. You get your own different spells. Blah, blah, blah. If you want to see it, it's listed in there. We're not going to go over all of them. There's just too many. Yep. Uh, first off is Circle of Mortality. At first level, you gain the ability to manipulate the line between life and death. When you would normally roll one or more dice to restore hit points with a spell to a creature at zero hit points, you instead use the highest number possible for each die. Ooh. In addition, you learn Spare the Dying Cantrip, which doesn't count against the number of cleric cantrips you know. For you, it has a range of 30 feet, and he can cast it as a bonus action. Son of a bitch. That is awesome, mm -hmm. actually. That is, that's first level. Yeah. Holy shit. You're, if somebody's zero, you're already getting maximum healing healing, right? that you can roll. Yeah. And spare the and dying spare as the a dying. bonus. As a cantrip that you can cast as many times as you want. Yeah. As, 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 a, bonus as a bonus action. action. Yeah. That is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Also at first level, uh, Eyes of the Grave, you gain the ability to occasionally sense the presence of the undead, whose existence is an insult to the natural cycle of life. As an action, you can open your awareness to magically detect undead. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any undead within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover and that isn't protected from divination magic. This sense doesn't tell you anything about the creature's capabilities or identity, and you can use this feature a number of times, wisdom modifier, yada, yada, yada. Uh, long rest to gain the expended uses. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. kind of, Jesus. I mean, yeah. Like, so far, like first the level for this domain uh, is I'm, insane. I might I might actually play one of these. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then you get Channel Divinity, Path of the Grave. Were you, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, starting at second level, you can use your Channel Divinity to mark another creature's life force for termination. 
<laughs> okay. Um, as an action, you choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you, cursing it until the end of your next turn. The next time you are an ally of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of that attack's damage. And the I know! <laughs> you're like, you're gonna die. <laughs> that is insane. All right, I am I just, really liking this class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just next, like... Next. Go ahead. Oh, I like the way that it's worded to mark another creature's life force for termination. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're I imagine so like, you, could, but, you could do a, an RP thing of like, if you're flavoring this, you know, since Pup's Pantheon and all, all that, like with the dealing with the fates could be, you know, you pull out a string <laughs> of this person and just like snap the string. And that's how you mark the person's life force for termination. Oh, um, I would I would go even so far to say you have to you have to have a a piece of string from their clothing. Oh, that'd be cool. And as you grab it, because it could be like the attack or whatever, grab it and you pull it out, and you pull it and just pop. Yeah, and it's set. There's a lot of flavor you could do with that. Yeah. Oh, I'm liking this. Yeah. Sentinel at Death's Door. At sixth level, you gain the ability to impede Death's progress. As a reaction, when you or a creature you can see within 30 feet of you suffers a critical hit, you can turn that hit into a normal hit. Any effects triggered by a critical hit are canceled. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier and regain after a long rest. Son of a bitch. That's a dude. That's crazy. So you can Is negate... this OP or what, dude? No joke. You can negate you can negate the Vorpal Sword's instant kill ability yeah. on you. So when you yes. it. That's Dragons insane. can't do that. Yeah. Um, starting at 8th level, you get potent spellcasting. You add your wisdom modifier to the damage that you deal with any cleric cantrip. Okay, this is in place of Divine Smite. Yeah. Wow. Which, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's I like something that. different. It's something yeah, it different, is. and, you know, I mean... The grave domain spells themselves. There's there's not really many um, well, damage isn't ones. Potent, potent spellcasting isn't that a sorcerer thing? I believe so, or something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sorcerer or wizard thing. Yeah. Go ahead, pup. Next one. All right, keeper of souls. Starting at 17th level, you can seize a trace of vitality from a parting soul and use it to heal the living. When an enemy you see dies within 60 feet of you. You are one creature of your choice that is within 60 feet of you regains hit points equal to the enemy's number of hit dice. You can use this feature only if you aren't incapacitated. Once you use it, you can't use it again until the start of your next turn. Okay, so for everybody out there that doesn't understand that, if you're incapacitated, you're not using anything. <laughs> no, I want to I wanna cast spells while I'm incapacitated. But no, this right here, for That's a 17th legit. level spell... That is, this whole domain is OP. Yeah, no joke. This is insane. And like I'm, if you, I'm playing. With I'm it. digging it. I'm going to yeah. make one. <laughs> and uh, that is it for Xanathar's. That is it for Xanathar's. I, I got to admit, Xanathar hit hard. You know, it I got to be honest. I think this is the first time that we were like, wow, I, I like the, all of the, you know, the Xanathar's. 
on both I, yeah on both of them it was good you know yeah usually they only Although, get like one but <laughs> personally if if you're playing a here uh, a cleric of the forge and not a dwarf there's something wrong <laughs> but mm-hmm. no i think that they they both hit really well yeah and held up to the time that's the biggest thing that i i've had complaints about xanathar's is it doesn't hold up to time right and it was really cool when it first came out, but Xanathar's is getting to the point where it's considered a little old. Yeah. And Tasha's is the newer, you know, hipper. Right. One with all the new kids look at and shit. <laughs> and it's, it, it, well, it's got, it's better. Yes. I mean, Tasha's is just better. But and these clerics. No, Tasha is a badass. But um, I'm surprised that you like Xanathar's a, is like, should be like your dog. <laughs> yes, I that I did that. I said that. <laughs> you deserved it. <laughs> the look on his face is like I hate yep. you so much. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, yeah. these these really hit good. What do you think? No, I, I, I'm actually playing a grave domain cleric. Like it's gonna happen <laughs> at some point. Uh, I haven't figured out how I'm going to do it yet, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'll do a up. goblin. Ooh. Ooh. Do, an, do a ooze. An ooze. No. <laughs> uh, moving on to Tasha's so that we can get this over with for our poor listeners. Uh, you do I'm get some... to listen to our bullshit. Yeah, you know. It's, it <laughs> I love to listen to our bullshit. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, but it's our bullshit. Like, it's kind of like, you know, when you... When you, when you stink in the bathroom, like it doesn't bother you, but it bothers everybody else. It's the same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I am a goddamn delight. In the bathroom? No. Everywhere, really. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> 10 out of 10 Yelp reviews. Yelp reviews. All right, moving on. Tasha's uh, gave us some optional class features uh, for every class. If you haven't been paying attention to all the episodes, why not? Uh, but uh, for this one, there's some additional cleric, cleric spells. I'm not reading them, but you can find them. Um, the only one that I'll talk about is the fact that you get ninth level power word heal as an additional cleric yes. spell, and that's cool yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but at second level, you get a, a you can have a cleric feature of harness divine power. You can expend a use of your channel divinity to fuel your spells. As a bonus action, you touch your holy symbol, utter a prayer, or regain one ex- uh, and regain one expended spell slot. The level of which can be no it's not turning my page for me there we go can be no higher than half your proficiency bonus rounded up the number of times you can use this feature is based on the level you've reached in this class second level one sixth level twice yada yada um and you regain the expended slots after a long rest and just remember folks if you touch your holy symbol too much you will go blind just saying Zing! Thank you. I'll be here all week. Uh, fourth level, <laughs> cantrip versatility. Whenever you reach a level in this class that grants the ability score improvement feature, you can replace one cantrip you learn from this class's spellcasting feature with another cantrip from the cleric spell list. Bullshit. Uh, bullshit. I will never. I, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I will never pass up a feat. Yeah. If you choose your cantrip, you better like it. You've got it for life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. As a story weaver, I think I would even 
you know, okay, yeah, you get your feature. Can I change my cantrip? Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> it's not like a game. Do whatever thing. you want. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Pup, you want to read the last one? Yes. Uh, Blessed Strikes, um, an eighth level cleric feature, which replaces the Divine Strikes or the potent spellcasting feature. You are blessed with divine with the divine might in battle. When a creature takes damage from one of your cantrips or weapon attacks, you can deal 1d8 radiant damage to that creature. Once you deal this damage, you can't use this feature until the next start of your next turn. So you could just do it again. But exactly. That that sentence made no sense to me. There, that's <laughs> superfluous. <laughs> well, if you get if you get multiple actions in the same okay, turn, yeah, I, all right, it's that's saying fine. you can't use it. Oh, over and okay. Over again. Okay. I see. That makes sense. I'm smart. There you go. <laughs> Look at us. Um, and then we get into the divine domains. Um, order domain is the first one. The flavor text here is finally a whole faith about coloring inside the lines. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or is that a subtle dig? I, it's got to be. Major it's a subtle religion. dig, yeah. <laughs> every major religion. It's just a dig. Yeah. Uh, the order, <laughs> the order domain represents discipline as well as devotion to the laws that govern a society, uh, an institution, or a philosophy. Clerics of order meditate on logic and justice as they serve their gods. Example of which uh, appear in the order deities table. I don't. Where's the order deities table? Oh, there. It right is. here, it's, right underneath. It's the next. It's I'm the next sorry. Is that Bane? Yeah. 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 Bane. We'll get, we'll get there. Clerics of order believe that well-crafted laws establish legitimate hierarchies, and those selected by law to lead must be obeyed. Those who obey must do so to the best of their ability, and if those who lead fail to protect the law, they must be replaced. In this manner, law weaves a web of obligations that create order and security in a chaotic multiverse. Uh, Example deities for order are Orion from Eberron, say that ten times fast, uh, Bane no. from the Forgotten Realms, Majir from Dragonlance, yeah. uh, Foltus from Greyhawk, Tyr from Forgotten Realms, and Ouijas from Greyhawk. So to me, I... this this is actually almost like a double down on what the original clerics were supposed to be. Yes. You are lawful. Doesn't matter if you're good, neutral, or evil. You're always lawful. Yeah. You follow the rules. To a T, right? Uh, you get your domain spells, blah blah blah. We got the, there's a list there. I know I glaze over them, but there's just so many spells. Yeah, there are. Get a book, download a PDF, read them. I'm not gonna read them for you. Well, It'd be boring. Oh, come on, Daddy, yeah. read them for I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Not your daddy. <laughs> Not the mama. <laughs> There's so many people that are like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone oh, below the age of like 25 doesn't know that reference, but all right. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'd, be I'd be shocked if anybody below the age of 35 knew that reference. Well, I'm, I'm under 35, so. I know, but. <laughs> I'm an example. Uh, uh, yes, exception. you're. you're Exception. <laughs> okay. Bonus proficiencies. First level order domain feature. You gain proficiency with heavy armor. You also gain proficiency in the intimidation and persuasion skill. That's interesting. Now, you, usually with that shorter one, I would read a second one. I'm not going to because I'm going to go into this. 
anytime you can get bonus proficiencies, do it. Yes. Proficiencies help on your rolls so much, and I don't think people understand how much. Yeah. So I, I get it that they're they're kind of limited in which ones you get, but there's feats that help you get more proficiencies. There's other ways to get them, and they're important, and they help for RP. They help for everything. Yeah, and not only that, and I guess we should do an episode on like min maxing versus uh, for the role play. Yeah. Um, but if you know that you're, you know, I know for sure I want to play a character in the order domain. I already know that I can pick intimidation or persuasion for proficiency at level one. So if I get proficiencies elsewhere from uh, the cleric class or my race or something, uh, I'm not gonna pick intimidation or persuasion because I'm gonna get that. I could I could yep. choose that. And that way you get a few more proficiencies. It's just a, a way to make it better. It just makes sense. Because uh, yeah. un unfortunately, proficiencies don't stack. So, <laughs> Unless they say they can stack. Exactly. And then they're uh, considered yeah. expertise. Indeed. A mm -hmm. voice of authority. Respect my Hello. authority. Authority. <laughs> um, <laughs> you ever respect okay, my you know authority. <laughs> I just made a character for D&D. <laughs> Look at you. Are you going to make Cartman? Uh, I'm going to make Police I Cartman. Yes. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yes. He's going to lawful chaos. And, uh, what? and I'm going to make Towley. Ooh. That's my joint, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Voice of authority. You can invoke the power of law to embolden an ally to attack. If you cast a spell with a spell slot of first level or higher and target an ally with that spell, that ally can use their reaction immediately after the spell to make one weapon attack against a creature of your choice that you can see. If the spell targets more than one ally, you choose the ally who can make the attack. All of that to say, pick a friend, they get to hit something. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it, you would definitely pick the fighter, the tank, right? Or, or if you have the glass cannon, yeah. If if it's a well, good glass cannon, it says weapon attack, so it would have to be somebody oh, okay. who's using a weapon. So but, you're uh, talking fighter, you're talking barbarian, ranger. I mean, ranger. Yeah, yeah. Pup. Yes. So orders demand. Um, is that the one you just read? No, no. You didn't read orders demand, right? You, you weren't listening. listening. No. Okay. I was. Cool. I was listening. No, it's fine. Like you don't anyway. have to listen to me. It's it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> I, I was. I was just talking about like voice of authority and you know respect my authority. It's like, it was a whole. Yeah. It was a whole bit. <laughs> um, it was a whole bit. You laughed, but I'm assuming you were laughing at something and, else. And legitimately, train. that I I read like the whole paragraph. Like if you were following along, I'm in it all. But you know, it's, it's <laughs> so um. So at second level, orders demand. Uh, you can use your channel. To I have. A, I move <laughs> Calm yourself. Orders demand. Um, second level order domain feature. You can use your channel divinity to ex exert an intimidating presence over others. As an action, you prevent your holy symbol and each creature of your choice that can see or hear you within thirty feet of you must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you until the end of your next turn or until the charmed creature takes any damage. That's a whole ass sentence. Okay. Uh, you can also cause any of the charm creatures to drop what they are holding when they fail the saving throw. That's kind of cool. I like it. Yes, that is. <laughs> Embodiment of the law. You've become remarkably adept at channeling magical energy to compel others. 
so you're a user. <laughs> if you cast a spell of the enchantment school using a spell slot of first level or higher, you can change the spell's casting time to one bonus action for this casting. Providing the spell's casting time is normally one action. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier, and you regain that after a long rest, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I am feeling a little underwhelmed by this. For a domain. sixth level, yeah. I mean, so. Well, yeah, I, I mean, even for the, the class in itself or the domain for in itself, yes, I feel underwhelmed. Um, but even for, like, a sixth level feature, eh? Yeah. I mean... It is what it is, I guess. Of course, we're we're spoiled with a grave domain, right? Yeah, we are. Coming out of that, <laughs> once we're sixth level, you get to cast a a nuclear bomb in the middle of the, <laughs> the party. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, pup, do you know where we are now? Yes, I do. Can you can you tell them what type of damage divine strike gives them? Yes, I can. Psychic damage. Okay, there we it's go. It's one d eight psychic damage, and then two d eight. Um, at 14th level, I so had the same you. problem. I had the same problem as Thorn, where my thing, like my thing, went out of order. So I was really worried I wasn't on the wrong. I was on the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last one. Orders Wrath, 17th level. Enemies you designate for destruction wilt under the combined efforts of you and your allies. If you deal your divine strike damage to a creature on your turn, you can curse that creature until the start of your next turn. The next time one of your allies hits the cursed creature with an attack, the target also takes 2d8 psychic damage and the curse ends. You can curse a creature this way only once per turn. That's... Okay, am I, the, am I the only one that was sitting there thinking of, you stupid motherfucker! I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just cursing at a creature. Yeah. <laughs> and I, for some reason, think he's Italian and part of the mob. That's, I mean, that's a fair assessment. I'm, you know, I I definitely give this like a three out of ten. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of this one. Yeah. Um, and the opposite of order domain, uh, Pup, if you'd like to read the peace domain flavor text. The peace domain. Have these peaceful clerics even considered that they're subverting a most holy system, one where bad decisions concede to the teaching power of pain? Coincide. Coincide. Which is a way oh. different word than concede. <laughs> hmm. We love you, pup. I'd uh, so much. The, so the bomb much. of cheese. <laughs> I promise you, listeners, he, he, he's... Sec. He's English is his first language, and also there. his bachelor's degree. But and know. also his bachelor's degree. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, shit. Okay, so I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Um, that jab because my headphones died. That's okay. You'll hear it in the recording. Oh, terrible! <laughs> yes, it's amazing. It was a good jab too. It really was. I was impressed. <laughs> Oh, it's coincide. Not there. You go. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, words. They hurt me. Oh, uh, words. 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 The bomb of peace. <laughs> the right uh, please, power of public between friendly nations and the souls of the kind-hearted. The gods of peace inspire people of all sorts to resolve conflict and stand up against those forces that try to prevent 
peace from flourishing. See the peace deities table for a list of some of the gods associated with this domain. Clerics of the peace domain preside over the signing of treaties, and they are often asked to <clears throat> ar oh, yeah. arbitrate in disputes. There we go. English. Um, English. These clerics' blessings draw people together and help them shoulder one another's burdens. And the clerics' magic aids those who are driven to fight for the way of peace. Oh, the guy's kind of hot on the picture. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you get your peace domain spells. Uh, well, don't forget. Oh, yeah, he's got to read. I got to read the peace deities. Oh, this okay. is going to be great. Okay, Angharad, Angharad, Elven, an Elven deity, um, Baron, uh, Baronar True Silver, Dwarven deity, um, Bold Ray is from Eberron, um, Cyrolli, 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 there we go, Halfling, um, Eldath, Forgotten Realms. Hey, you got that one. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Gadril, uh, Gadril, Gadril, Iron Hand, Nomish. Oh, it's Nomish. It's fine. I can mispronounce it. Um, Palatine, <laughs> Dragonlance, and Rao from Greyhawk. Hey, three out of eight ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, look at me. <laughs> he said Paladine. He actually I said Paladine, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. say Paladine, which is one that I hear all the time. Yeah. Um, Alpatine. <laughs> Jesus. It's just three Star Wars all of a sudden. <laughs> be, be doing Palpatine? Yeah. All right. You get your domain spells, obviously. Um, yep. So you get all the stuff. Um, you're an implement of peace. So that's your first little feature. You gain proficiency in insight, performance, or persuasion skills. Nice. Your choice. I like it. That's really interesting that it'd be a performance skill. Like you'd be able to choose from. Well, it's like, I mean, you're a cleric. I mean, if you're gonna, you know, do sermon uh, sermons or stuff, you have to be able to perform well. So, yeah, mm -hmm. like the bakers, you had to perform <laughs> makeup and shoes and shit. So, yeah, emboldening oh. bond, first level peace domain feature. You can forge an empowering bond among people who are at peace with one another. As an action, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> You would want to do something with people that are not fighting you. Yeah. Okay. As an action, you choose a number of willing creatures within 30 feet of you. This can include yourself. So at the same time, you're playing with yourself. <laughs> Equal to your proficiency bonus. You create a magical bond among them for 10 minutes or until you use this feature again. While any bonded creature is within 30 feet of another, the creature can roll a D4 and add that number roll to an attack roll. Huh an ability check or a saving throw it makes okay, each creature, cool. creature can add the d4 no more than once per turn did we just become best friends did we just we did we're bonding <laughs> <laughs> uh long rest to get your your stuff back <laughs> to get your bond back i feel That's... like this would make a great role play thing because it's like immediately once the party starts arguing oh you're no longer bonded like unfortunately you can't Ooh, you're not at peace you're not at peace with one another you have to make peace with each good other point. and you know if you if you played it right and made him just insuff insufferable of a peace player, oh god yeah complete just, douche yeah it's like listen oh my god you, you really need to enjoy the sun that is, it, it let the warmth into your heart. <laughs> it just, I want a, I'm a I want a peace cleric of Bane. A peace cleric of Bane. 
Yes. I could see. I could do that. I can. I can make that happen. All right. Um, <laughs> channel divinity balm of peace. I need a little bit of tiger balm. Uh, you can use your channel divinity to make your very presence a soothing tiger bomb. As an action, you can move up to your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. And when you move within five feet of any other creature during this action, you can restore a number of hit points to that creature equal to 2d6 plus your wisdom modifier. A creature can receive this healing only once whenever you take this action. You become the Oprah Winfrey of healing. You get healing. You get healing. You get healing. You get healing. Everyone gets the healing. Oprah Winfrey is your, is your god of peace. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I want my God of Peace to be the DM. Oh, that's good. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Next Detective one. Bond, um, a six-level peace domain feature. To bond, you forge the bond you forge between people helps them protect each other. When a creature affected by your emboldening bond feature is about to take damage, a second bonded creature within thirty feet of the first can use this reaction to teleport. To an unoccupied space within five feet of the first creature, the second creature then takes all the damage instead. Okay, that's not terrible. <laughs> not it. <laughs> Literally not it. It's not it. This all is right. a uh, it's potent spell casting. We know thing. what that is. Wisdom modifier. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Um, expansive bond. The benefits of your emboldening bond and protective bond features now work when the creatures are sixty feet. Moreover, okay, that just sucks. Yeah, they have resistance to that damage. That's not good. That's not for a seventeenth level. That's terrible, actually. That's not good at all. Yeah, I'm so disappointed in Tasha. Yeah, this is actually the first time that we have been like, we liked Xanathars over Tasha's. Yeah. And now I know That's for weird. I, I know for sure the next one is a little bit better because I've actually yes. played a Twilight Domain. Um. So yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm writing this, but I think I could get behind a faith focused on mood lighting and evening wear. (laughs) (laughs) Tasha, you slut. Oh, my God. Uh, The twilight transition from light into darkness often brings calm and even joy as the day's labors end and the hours of rest begin. The darkness can also bring terrors, but the gods of twilight guard against the horrors of the night. Clerics who serve these deities, examples of which appear on the table, bring comfort to those who seek rest and protect them by venturing into the encroaching darkness to ensure that the dark is a comfort and not a terror. We have Boldry uh, from Eberron. We have Celestian from Greyhawk. Greyhawk. Um, How do I mess up that word? (laughs) Beats me. Uh, I don't know. Dolara uh, from Eberron. We have Helm from Forgotten Realms. Ilmater from Forgotten Realms. Meshackle from Dragonlance. Selun or Selune from Forgotten Realms. And Yandala from Halfling. Forgotten Realms had a lot of shit in this one. They really did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Twilight Domain spells, yada yada. Bonus proficiency. You gain a proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor. Nice. Okay, and can I say that that art looks like it should be in Star Wars? Yes, it does. It, it looks, does. It actually looks really cool, good. Though. And it's that is really cool. It, it has looks a, like she stark, got a lightsaber, and it has a stark difference between the art from the other page. Like the yes, the way that they drew it is completely different. Oh yeah, like that's a different page. artist for sure. Yeah. Now like she's banging. That that right there looks like a lightsaber. Looks like the whole nine. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I just I, I focused on it. It's actually a warhammer. Look underneath her arm. And you can see the the hammer bit. Oh, it is! Son of yeah. a bitch, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I like Warhammers, okay? Yeah, yeah. I like how she has her nails painted black. Eyes of night. <laughs> you can see through the deepest gloom. You have dark vision out of out to a range of 300 feet. Jesus. In that radius, you, you know. can see in dim light as if it were bright light, and in darkness as if it were dim. As an action, you can magically share the dark vision of this feature with willing creatures you can see within 10 feet of you. Hmm. Up to a number of creatures equal to your wisdom modifier. That's insane. Which should be high because that's your spellcasting modifier. Yep. The shared dark vision lasts for one hour once you share it, and you can do so. You can't do so again until you sleep for a long rest. Hmm. That is freaking awesome. Unless you expand the spell slot of any level to share it. Please don't ever except, do that. Please don't ever. Except, do that. just remember, almost every person that makes that's newer wants to make something with dark vision. So, yeah. And they will remind you that they have dark vision 132 times but in five minutes. You have That's to remember, a as a story weaver, that dark vision does not mean they can just automatically see everything perfectly in darkness. It means dim light. It means black and white. If you've ever seen... Depth perception or, is shit. Yeah, if you've ever seen or used night vision goggles, it's the same shit. It's just black and white instead of green light. And it does actually suck and take some getting used to, so... <laughs> You, but if they're 100 years old and they've been doing it since they were little, they're used to it. Right. They're used to it. But, you know, you can still talk, you know, uh, like think of a cloaker in uh, in, a, in a cave. You're not going to be able to pick it up right away. No. You know, even even after the, its little invisibility gimmick goes away. It's and you, you can flooded. use you can use your when they're rolling, um, bump it up a couple higher, that kind of thing for when mm -hmm. they're trying to see things. Um, if they get into a fight within five feet of entering the cave, give them disadvantage for a round. Oh, I mean, yeah. or, it, honestly, it's hard to see when you first step into that kind of darkness, even exactly. if you can see in dark. Or if you wanted to really be a um, relatively person, like an asshole, um, <laughs> you, could, uh, you could give your creatures um, invisibility in dark vision. So when they're death perception or when they're using dark vision to see in dark Oh, just but like if they use regular light to see, they can see the creature. That's just evil, and that's one of the reasons we love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Because everybody wants dark vision. Until yeah. they oh, God, yes. And they tell <laughs> you about it over and over again. <laughs> I've got dark vision. Yeah. Well, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you told me three minutes ago. Thorn, mm -hmm. <laughs> read the next one. What? I just I, read. I, know. I haven't read. Pup, read, read, somebody, go. Okay, Vigilant <laughs> Blessing at first level. Twilight Domain in the future, the knight has taught you to be vigilant. As an action, you gain one, you gain one creature. You give one creature you touch, including possibly yourself, advantage on the next initiative roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're, we're touching ourselves. You. We're touching ourselves. Of the benefit ends immediately after the roll, or if you use this feature again, including Tasha. possibly yourself. Tasha, you dirty bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was your turn to read last time there, Illidan. Channel Divinity Twilight Sanctuary. You can use you your can channel. You can use your channel. I got this. Fuck off. <laughs> you can use your channel to any your allies with soothing twilight. Soothing. You can refresh your allies with soothing twilight. As an action, you present your holy symbol. You got to quit touching your holy symbol. 
I'm just and saying. And the sphere of twilight emanates from you. The sphere is centered on you, has a 30-foot radius, and is filled with dim light. The sphere moves with you, and it lasts for one minute or until you are incapacitated or die. Good to know. Well, yeah. Just yeah, I mean, bitch. If you're... <laughs> If you're dead, <laughs> you're dead. Not Anything you're doing pretty much stops. <laughs> Whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn in the sphere, you can grant that creature one of these benefits. You grant it temporary hit points equal to 1d6 plus your cleric level. Oh, cool. Or you end one effect on it, causing it to be charmed or frightened. Oh, shit. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's just second level. Good. That's actually really good. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. that. Holy shit. You can you can remove the effect of being charmed and frightened. You know how many things are charmed and frightening you at level two? Oh yeah, lots of things. Lots of things are you. That's like their gimmick. Is like because <laughs> right. at the higher level you can't be charmed or frightened. They're just like let me just do it when you're a lower level. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, that's that's really good. Um, and at sixth level we get steps of night. You can draw on the mystical power of night to rise into the air. As a bonus action, when you are in dim light or darkness, you can magically give yourself a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one minute. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and regain them at the end of a long rest. And your divine strike is a 1d8 radiant damage, 2d8 of 14. And then you get, and then you get your twilight shroud. So at 17th level, the twilight that you summon offers a protective embrace. You and your allies have half cover while in the sphere created by your twilight sanctuary. That's, oh, that's cool. You and you touch yourself. And you touch and yourself. You touch yourself. <laughs> so, you know, we're we're making a bunch of jokes, but actually the twilight domain is it's really It's not cool. bad. No. It isn't yeah. bad at all. It's not bad at all. I kind of dig it. Yeah. I know. It's kind of kind of cool. I like it. And so that, it. That art is amazing. I'm the, sorry. Yeah, that the art, art was awesome. That art is awesome. Um, so, final thoughts. Closing for me. thoughts. Closing thoughts. Uh, is Xanathar's, I guess, is where it's at. The grave domain was the bomb diggity. Um, yeah. Um, Twilight Domain is my second favorite of these that we read. Um, I couldn't, I mean, other than the fact that I want to make a Cartman character for Order Domain, I can't see myself doing Order or Peace because they're they feel sluggish. They they don't have yeah. enough oomph. restrictive. Yes, they feel restrictive to me. It's like you can only do so much. Yeah, it would have to be like if I'm going to do Order Domain other than a Cartman character, it's good. Like we're a band of guards or something in a city campaign. Let, let me ask you a question. This is an honest question. Did they ever make a domain breaker for the clerics? Like an oath breaker? I think there's a homebrew one. I don't think that there's an official one. Yeah. There should be an official one. Because it, same same way as paladins, they can yep. break their oaths. Yeah. And um, I'm we might have to do that for a bonus for like Patreon or something. Cool. Yeah. Come up with our own little little, you know, homebrew thing. I think yeah. that would be a good idea. Yeah, but as far as my final thoughts, are you done? Yep. Um, I'm the same way, Zan and I never in a million years <laughs> thought I'd say this. Xanathar's kicked yeah. Tasha's butt. Xanathar's grave domain was killed insane. It. Yeah, just killed it. The everything was really good. Even the flavor text was good on it, which is rare for Xanathar's. <laughs> uh, no, and Twilight Domain is awesome. The art, the artwork in all of Tasha's is really good. Mm -hmm. 
this Twilight Domain is a badass little art piece there. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna be honest, Xanathar is where it's at, man. Grave Domain, loved it. I'm going to make a Grave Domain. I'm not sure what I'm gonna play as far as like uh, race or anything, but I, yeah, no, Grave Domain was was awesome. I like, I really liked it. Pup. I really liked. You know, honestly, I did like the Peace Domain one. And I don't, it's not just because of the cute guy on the picture, um, I swear. Um, <laughs> I like this idea of the like the bonding between everybody. Like it, it adds, it could create some great role play um, when it comes to having how your players interact with one another. Yeah, and, I, I think you'd have to be in a heavy role play game. Yes. Which sadly isn't every one of them. Um, but I think you would have to be in a heavy role play game and then it could be fun. I can see doing like straight chaos with it. If I had to play one, I would play definitely off the norm. I wouldn't play normal at all. Why is it going to be straight? Why is it going to be straight chaos? Why can't it be? Why can't it be gay chaos? What's wrong with you? That's fine. Gay chaos is fine too. Exactly. <laughs> Sassy gay. Uh, all okay, right, well, all listeners, all the things, all the things. Uh, if you liked this content and you like our shenanigans, uh, good on you. I'm surprised, but no, I'm just kidding. Shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, thanks for listening. Um, get us at the uh, the comments and the doobly doo down below, or in our email addresses. Uh, in the show notes is our link tree that has all of our links to our social medias to our email, to our website, to our merch store, uh, to Patreon if you'd like to keep help us keep the lights on uh, and keep us going for another year or two uh, or more. We'd love to. Um, and uh, also, remember that we are subs- uh, not subscribed. We are affiliated with ArcanaVault.com where you can get uh, some awesome dice, some dice trays, uh, things of that nature. So go check that out. There is an affiliate link uh, we are obligated to say that it is an affiliate link. We do get some kickback support from Arcana Vault if you were to use that link to buy uh, our products. So that's in our link tree as well. And then also, if you haven't figured it out yet, by the time that this uh, episode has aired and you are listening to it with your ear holes, uh, we have partnered with Speakeasy Productions and uh, the podcast stardust and dragons and we are doing an after uh, after episode talk show where we talk about lore and character developments and things and have the cast and crew on um and it's really cool it's been really fun it's been an honor to 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 work with them already uh so go check that out and check out their patreon as well it's five bucks and you know do the thing so without further ado remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied Bonus content. Bonus content. content. Air horns. Um, (laughs) I actually just downloaded the air horns uh, sound effect from Epic Sound, Epidemic Sound. Um, So I'm I'm playing around with that and putting it in in places. Um, And now, now because you uh, you you made the the Badoom Tish, I'm gonna have to download a (laughs) a talk show talk show drums Badoom Tish. Um, There you go. Yeah. But good episode. Okay. We're in bonus content. Robbie, tell your story. He forgot.
No, no, I, I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, no, because we were talking about we were talking about like clerics and like religion and getting on their knees and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I used so to many to, jokes. Yep, I used to go to more information you need to know about me. But here I am presenting it to you. Um, and uh, I dated a priest in training while I was there, so that was fun. I can tell you, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Being a player. So glad that you no. said university. Okay. <laughs> so now I, I really, in, it's for listeners too. Did he actually become a priest? Yeah. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons like we couldn't finish dating because he was a priest in training. Well, I'm yeah. sure you finished several times. Well, we finished. Yeah, we got that. I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I edit it? It took out? you a sec. It took you a second, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> I'm leaving that shit in as bonus content. Fuck it. Oh, but hear me out. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. A player creating a warlock cleric, cleric warlock, because they worship a god that has two faces, and the second face is less powerful than the first one. Okay, that does that sounds cool. Yeah, you actually got me. You actually got me thinking of maybe like a like a, a, a warlick, right? You know, um, like I, I was thinking Clairlock, but uh, warlick sounds yeah. funnier. Um, yes, <laughs> but uh, maybe they had the patron and they prayed so hard that they became a god, and then that's when they got their cleric levels. That could work too. Yeah, it's just it's just because I know that the the clashing, the clashing ideals between like a warlock and a cleric are yeah are are there. But if you played something, because a, a deities can exist in like multiple forms, so yeah, um, or like you even your your main deity has like a subservient like lower deity under it, and that deity gives you warlock abilities on top of your top of your regular cleric ones like mm-hmm. uh, like in, in Dragonlance especially a lot of the deities like to come to earth in human form right and Fizban then... Fizban yeah. is actually Paladin yeah Palpatine. I'm serious Palpatine. not Palpatine Palpatine is <laughs> kind of gross and weird looking um, Pantene? no no sorry uh... those are panty <laughs> no that's a shampoo <laughs> I get where you get a paladin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would it would make a really interesting like dynamic <laughs> and you would have access to a lot more you could create a black and white character who uses both dark and light magic because you could pick Why does it gotta be black and white? Because it's just a figure of speech. It's just a figure speech. Now you're doing like oh, Stevie Wonder, like bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Um, but uh, all right, patrons, thank you for being patrons. <laughs> I'm ending it now. Um, have fun. We in love your you. Games. We love you. We love you all dearly. Uh, have fun in your games. Steal everything, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Fucking Robbie.
Weavers, thanks for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review us as this is how we can grow the podcast and our community. If you think we missed something, have a specific question, or would simply like to send one of us a message, you can contact us at thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to help us keep the lights on, we have our Patreon page and our merch store, which are found in our link tree in the show show notes section, and we are now affiliated with arcanavolt.com, where you can get dice, apparel, and other goodies and help us at the same time. That link is also in our link tree. Our intro music was done by The Hobby Hub and Saturn Imaging Production. We have their links in our show notes, so you can go check them out. Thanks again for listening. Have fun, steal everything, and bye.